Welcome. This is another episode of Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. Uh, that's Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Rick. And today we're going to talk about guitars in movies. And there's lots to talk about. Not only era correct or incorrectness, but uh, all kinds of fun things to talk about. Um, Chris, yes. why don't you start us off? We can talk about the Buddy Holly story. Okay, which that's is a, a good classic. One. That's a good one because about. that movie came out in uh, 1978, I believe. Is it in my notes? It's in your notes, 1978. Okay, yeah. And by that time, I had been already been playing guitar for a while, so I was starting to become aware of guitars in movies. And that was the worst one. That was the first one that rubbed me wrong because immediately I knew, even my unsophisticated, newly playing guitar self knew that. Hey, that's not a 50 Stratocaster. And exactly. This movie is 50 Strat era movie. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure like the studio people don't give a crap about like your average person, and they probably don't care about us either. But for us who do play guitar, or I think even some people who are familiar with guitars, they see a movie like that and they go, "Something's not right about that guitar," you know? Maybe, yeah, or but, maybe not. But at least you and I do because we're just idiots and we're geeks about that stuff. But um, it is annoying to me because we've talked about this before. Not just guitars or props or, or stereo gear, right? Like uh, wigs and all this other crap. Right. <laughs> but back to guitars. <laughs> so, yes, we'll talk a bit more about the guitars used. Didn't he play a telly in that too? Yes, or? he played in... three electrics that I, I noticed him playing when I was looking for film stills. Okay. One of them was the Stratocaster, which we'll discuss in a minute. The other one was the white Telecaster that you just mentioned, and also a red Bronco. Uh-huh. And each one of these instruments were from not the 50s era when Buddy Hollywood had been alive. So if you look at the um, Stratocaster that he was playing, it's pretty interesting because I found online uh, an auction, I don't know how recent it was, that guitar sold. And it sold for $6,000, which seems to me to be a pretty decent deal. But that guitar is a composite. The the body was from a 70s Sunburst CBS era Stratocaster, and the neck was a 66, so it was early CBS. So that was a composite back in 78 that somebody threw together. That's all the info I have on that. But the Bronco must have been, maybe that represented his early stages of his career, which, you know, the Bronco didn't exist until the 60s, <laughs> like the so, late 60s. The late, early part of his career when he yeah, wasn't like, alive. When, yeah, yeah, when he was like, went into another world when his yeah. plane crashed, he went ghost. into the future. Yeah, maybe his ghost bought a, a guitar. Yeah. and It was it, like some sort of time warp yeah. thing that he was able to machine. get that. So that was the other guitar, and the, and the Telecaster was just a white Telecaster. It was either late 60s or early 70s. And again, it's like, you know what? And I understand it's not a documentary and all this other stuff, but it's it's a period piece, right? And for geeks like us, man, I want to see... It's not hard to get a reissue or, or a guitar that looks really close to... The way well, it, it was look. in 1978. Well, yeah. I mean, the okay. only option would have been to get a 50s Right, but, but back then it was just a used guitar. Right. You could have borrowed it and from they somebody. Didn't know, they, it's they like wouldn't have cared. as in tune to that sort of geeky kind of shit back then. So, you know, it gets somewhat of a pass. And I loved the movie as a kid. I I did too. uh, I did too. Damn it. But So, no, I'm saying now, today, you have less of a reason for not... Right. Fewer excuses. Yes. Because there are reissues and there are ways to get a guitar that looks period correct without having to, like, borrow some real vintage guitar from somebody. But even that, even then, studios have the money to and the insurance to go, hey, Fender, we would love yeah, a, a vintage telly. Yeah, go back to the or, storeroom and get one of your Yeah, go back, to the store, go back to the vault and get us a, a Buddy Holly Strat. And hurry up, because Gary Busey's really exactly. hard to work with. And, <laughs> and he's almost dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know... Let's talk about another movie 
Crossroads. Crossroads. Which is a it's a classic. <laughs> it's a, it's a, let's talk about Crossroads first, okay. and we'll get to the other one. But All yeah. Right. Go ahead. So you start us off. I well, there's I'm throwing up a little bit in my mouth just thinking about that. Well, there's movie. a there's a lot of like from a guitarist standpoint. There's a lot of interesting trivia about that movie. Like Ralph Macchio had two killer guitar coaches. I mean, he had Arlen Roth. It's too bad and, it didn't do him any good because right. it doesn't even look like even after all that coaching, it still doesn't look like he knows what which end to to strum on the goddamn thing. Oh, uh, you know, he was just a kid. I know, but, but he's got Ry Cooter playing all the slide parts, and he's got Arlen Roth helping yeah. with the other shit. And what's interesting thing about that movie and the next movie that I want to talk about, uh-huh. um, which is Back to the Future, is this movie was 1985, or was it I think this one was 85, right? Oh, Crossroads? 86. Okay, 86. So, and the big scene where he's battling the devil, Steve Vai. <laughs> which you is the tell devil, just actually. Culturally, where we were with the guitar at that time, because it's like the apex. This is what you have to beat. The best guitar in the world is like that bullshit, like... You know, like kind of like noodling. That's like, a good point. Fret tapping, you know, shit. That's where a guitar is like. You know, this is a movie is supposed to be about classic like blues and fling. Yeah, and here's two white dudes <laughs> dueling it out on the. <laughs> you know, you got to beat this this um, guy doing like tapping the fretboard. And... Yeah, you got to beat this guy that's really not playing the blues. But you got to you got to be a better blues player than this guy's not playing the blues. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or you're going to hell. Yeah. Or and you're going to hell. So with the stakes, rest of us sitting here stakes, watching this yeah. movie, we're already there. Yeah. We're already there. But, uh, yeah, the stakes are high. Yeah, and you were mentioning that. I think I remember reading that about the coaching. But every time I watch Ralph Macchio with that guitar on, it's like the guitar is... It's like he's getting shocked every time he touches the damn thing, and he—it's like he doesn't even know. Like, like this is the these are the low notes. This is where you'd play low notes on the neck. This is where you'd play high notes on the net. It doesn't even look like he's aware of that. And again, that's another thing that irks me about guitars or musical instruments in movies is nine times. And again, you know, sure, this actor has not played an, an instrument in in his or her life, but for God's sake, don't make it look like you're just. <laughs> Like you're, you're clickety clacking on the damn thing without. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm ranting, but no, that's kind of the point. <laughs> I guess you you must have. How recently have you seen this? I haven't seen it since. I think I I see clips of it now and then, right? Because people post it like right. online and just little clips of it. But every time I see Ralph Macchio with that telly around his neck, I want to just take it off of him and just give him a couple knocks on the head with it. Because it's just silly. And Steve Vai, yeah. It's just he's playing that silly, what is it, a Red Kramer silly thing. And some he's supposed to be some blues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's not supposed to be some blues. He's supposed to be the devil. Yeah. And, and I think the devil would have better taste. Totally. And the devil would have a fuck badass, like... Totally. He'd be playing, like, slide and just, like, killing it. Oh, yeah. And just dark, like... He might have had a BC Rich, actually. The devil, Probably, right? Like yeah. a pointy BC Rich at that time. What, what was the pointy BC or an Rich? An SG at that time? would be the classic a, devil guy. Boom. SG. A killer SG. Right. Do you think he would have had a whammy bar, too? The devil? Or not? No, the devil doesn't a need a whammy bar. <laughs> devil to make doesn't. his point. <laughs> I think you're right. I don't I mean, think the devil needs any help. Just a straight up, yeah, like a 61? 61, uh, 62. Okay. Somewhere around. All right. You know? <laughs> Cherry, <laughs> cherry red, cherry red. Well, of course, fiery red. Yeah. So well, okay. So anyway, I guess my take on the whole guitar thing is um, just the egregious nature of Ralph not even knowing how to look. That he looks like he knows how to play guitar, and he's supposed to be 
coming up against the devil playing the damn thing. I don't, you know, I, I guess I don't have a clear enough memory because it was so long ago that I saw it. And I thought, he, I, mean, I kind of thought he did all right, okay. but the movie was shit. I mean, yeah. just, just face, face it. It was, it was horrible, that whole thing, like, you know, the white person's role in, you know, creating the blues. Yeah. Which, well, which sure. you'll see you in Back a, to the Future. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't have an accurate blues movie without some white dudes, like, co-opting the, the art form. <laughs> All right, moving my, on. Way, my, oh, more sorry. Before we leave yeah. Crossroads, oh, my what? favorite, and yeah. I remember this, even yeah. though I haven't seen it in a long time, my favorite part was when he was like all bummed out because his woman left, his girlfriend <laughs> left him, and he was sitting there, and he's like, he's got the, the his his black mentor is there telling well, him, of course. and he's all bummed out and shit, yeah. and, the, and the black mentor says something to the effect of, this is what the blues is about, use that, and he just looks at his guitar, <laughs> and it's this really powerful moment, like, yeah, Ralph has the blues, that's where, you know, <laughs> Ralph has and the I think blues. that's from where he took it, and he got the courage to battle the devil, I gotcha, and, and then win. he, and then he karate chopped it in half, right? right. Totally. Yeah. Okay. But it actually, it wasn't the blues that saved him from being beaten by Steve Vai. What was it? What, the devil. what saved him? It was um his classical chops. Because <laughs> he, he starts, you know, right. like he was losing. He was losing big right. time. He and had he to busted go, out like some. He had to get to some Bach and some oh, stuff totally. to, to beat Bach the to the future. Bach to the future. Is what he had to do to overcome it. So there again, that important message. Another message is, you know, the blues are like, you know, classical. Well, classical yeah. trained blues right. is where it's at, you know. Ingway, people like that. Oh yeah, that's where the you know the blues is. And I guess that's where you have to go when you're fighting the devil. Right, right. Yeah. So from there, we're going to jump ahead or back, however you want to look at Back to the Future. Right. This was '85, right? Yes, '85. Okay. This is another one that was interesting, and in this one, your character McFly or whatever is the character (laughs) in the movie. Thanks, pal. Is um he was actually Michael J. Fox was actually a guitar player, so it was right. easy for okay. him to pull it and off. He looks, more. Yeah. But the interesting thing about that is again there's the scene where he's on stage at the some sock hop dance, homecoming, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> this was a moment where we realized watching the movie that it was actually some white kid that invented rock and right. roll. Right. Well, well of because, course it was. <laughs> because um <laughs> it was Marvin Berry, Chuck Berry's cousin, <laughs> who witnessed this act where he was ripping it up on this song I know. and so he phoned it's just crazy. Chuck Berry and well, said yeah. you know Chuck that sound nothing. you're looking for? Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. And another interesting thing like the last movie is we see again in 1985 where the apex of guitar playing was him doing like the Double, the, yeah. the Van Halen the tapping on crap. tapping. Yeah. Gosh. It was very interesting. All right. And to, and to our point again talking about this period piece. Now, this guitar was closer to period than other guitars, but it still wasn't spot on. And again, it's because some director wanted a freaking red guitar, and the only guitar they had access to, I guess, was, I, I guess, is what, from what I've read, is this uh, guitar that they used in the, in the... But, you know, that's a... Yeah, anyway. But it was a Gibson ES-345 yeah, with yeah, a Bigsby. yeah. Nice um, guitar. Yeah, it was it was a super cool guitar. And I guess, you know, to give them some cred, they were closer to the mark than some of these other people we talked about well, putting since, guitars in movies. But. Since Michael G. Fox was inventing rock and roll, yeah. and since Chuck Berry went on at the 335, was in, I think he may have played 345. Right, too, so maybe was, this was a prototype that he was playing. Well, he, he got his hands on a prototype. He was playing, but they definitely, their head was kind of in the game. They were, they were kind of close. So... You know, it wasn't as bad as like, you know, like on happy days, like wearing a digital <laughs> oh watch God. or something. But <laughs> happy days. And the other thing about that movie that's just, which, you know, I know millions of people love that movie and it's kind of charming and it's nice and whatever. That movie sucks to me. I mean, I'll, I'll say 
Art is, you know, very subjective. It's personal. We all yeah, take away totally. what we can. And, Don't you know, say some it people, sucks. Say it doesn't right. speak to you, okay? It, it doesn't speak to me. It sucks to me. <laughs> and one of the reasons why is that movie is one giant misguided product placement. If you think oh, of how yeah, many jokes totally. based yeah. on shit that, you know, people watch that movie, what the fuck is Pepsi Free? Well, again, What the exactly. fuck is Tab? That was the, that, as I recall, that was kind of either in the throes of or in the beginning stages of product placement in movies and kind of where movies were basically a vehicle to say, hey, to sell crap, right? right? I mean, they are. Anyway, but that was really when it started to kick in and like you had product placement and, you know, sponsorship and all. Yeah, like you're saying and, and alluding to. And I agree. I, I think that sucks. Um, <laughs> but I dug the movie and I dug those. No, it's, that, it's that charming. Of it's nice. It, it's, it's a nice jaunt through, you know, like. Through time. Um, what do you call Future those? and past. Right. <laughs> Time travel, for God's sake. Exactly. I'm going to add something here that's oh, no. totally off script. Okay. Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Uh, yeah. Guitars feature prominently in this in a good way because right. I think Christopher Guest is a guitarist, and as is um, David St. Hubbins. I forget his name. Oh, um, they all are. Yeah, they all are. And he had that, I think that was his collection of guitars, or some of them were in that really? movie. Yeah. And so he's he's actually showing you like a burst and, and some cool guitars. And I love it because that's a movie where you had musicians playing the guitars. They love that they are musicians. It, and it, but you know, it was a silly movie, which I love. I love that movie. But that one hit the mark, right? Because they didn't have to worry about period pieces or anything. They just had to worry about their wigs and. and Spandex yeah, and they got that crap. They got uh, nearly every element of that they nailed because there were so many people that said, yeah. I was in a real band exactly. doing shit, and that happened to me. So, yeah. Spinal that, Tap and Puppet Show. Yes. Uh, that's, they're, they're, you know, you could do it right. And I, I mean, and we've definitely got way more sophisticated. I think they have people like that do that stuff. Yeah. Even working when I was working at a guitar shop, we had movie people come in and oh, that's cool. like asking questions or, or borrowing stuff or just trying to get, you know, trying to get information that will help their movie look more and you're right i mean back then it, it was i mean still though there were people uh in charge of you know consistency you know shot consistency and period consistency continuity but, and continuity yeah and i but i think you're right i think as time went on it became more of a thing where you know let's you know this this thing supposedly took place in the 50s let's get some stuff that actually looks like it yeah. belongs in that time period like we talk about mad men mad men nailed it like down to the ice cube trays and crap right. and there's so i just appreciate that i appreciate the art the the craftsmanship that goes into like a production like that and somebody saying look this is a period piece. If we're going to suspend reality or disbelief, let's do this. You know, let's make the stuff uh, period correct. And let's, you know, so you're in this time and you're really, you know, anyway, if anything, Chris, what can we take away from this diatribe about, <laughs> about guitars and movies? Oh, wait, wait, I know. We didn't talk about a really important one and it's a recent one. Sorry, I was, I was jumping the gun. It's uh, the Tarantino movie where they had oh, that rare. So this is an example, I guess, of maybe. Well, it's a cautionary tale for guitar manufacturers <laughs> to loan guitars to idiots. Cautionary tale. Cautionary tale. Martin loaned Tarantino this rare vintage from the 1800s acoustic guitar right. to use in their his Hateful Eight movie. And they had a prop that was a double of this guitar, but somehow that got switched. And in a scene, Kurt Russell smashes this rare. Martin guitar, and so, and it, you know, it's worth who knows how much. Maybe it's priceless. Who knows, right? It was 150 years old. It was 150 years old. So, um, maybe you know, now it's it is good that we have reissues or something, or or. But I guess 
somebody built a, a replica of this guitar too for them to move. I don't know why it was even on set. They could have borrowed that and made the replica. Right. And nobody would know the difference, but you're looking. No, I was just shocked. thinking. You, you oh. mentioned smashing guitars, and maybe we could have a a sidebar where we talk about smashing guitars. Yeah, because I like. I, that. I have some thoughts on. Dude, that. totally. I where I, I stand on smashing guitars. I, I, Save it for another episode. Oh, but well, give us a little taste. A little taste. A little taste. If you're gonna smash a guitar. Smash a '50s burst. <laughs> smash a, a really valuable instrument I because then it, it means something. Right. Don't Instead go of like, yeah, give me this, give me this squire, and I I'm, gonna my... I'm gonna swap it out while the audience isn't looking. I'm gonna smash it. I, I saw Richie Blackmore do that, and he smashed a cheap guitar. Yeah, and that's, it's, uh, it's just kind of cheesy. I mean, I love, yeah. I love guitars, and especially I historic, precious guitars are great. But if but you're, you're right, gonna it... make a statement like, yeah. "This is how much angst I got." I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, cheap I'm going to do something in this heat of the moment. <laughs> do the most expensive one you can, and then feel it after you're done. Like, oh shit! What? See, I think you're right. It's got to be credible, man. You got to, yeah. Don't go out and buy a Mateo Strat. Or better yet, it. let's just say all the people who smash guitars that meant it have already done it. And, and anyone there's no need this, to do from this, this point forward. Yeah, it's like you're just kind of opposing. Yeah, it's like Jesus saving you, right? You don't need to do anything. You know, He saved you already, so the work is done, right? And now all you have to do, you know, all these guitars have been smashed in the name of angst and rock and roll. You don't need to do it anymore, man. Just look at a video of Pete Townsend smashing his guitars, and you're, right. you're good to go. Well, there you go. We touched uh, we touched upon man, smashing guitars. We so did. I like love the, it. That's uh, a taste, though. But that's a great idea. I like that idea. Yeah, okay. I don't. Well, too bad. Well, you've done it again. You've wasted a bunch of time listening to Chris and I rant about guitars. Um, we're going to have social media presence out there, so you got to find us. We'll, we'll tell you where to go to get us. But like our page, subscribe to our podcast, do all that cool stuff, because we're going to keep doing this, whether you like it or not. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.